Chapter 3 It Will Happen to Us Both Viola remembered Sebastian had been the first to say it. We can't do this anymore. She heard him drop his mobile onto the bench, and her hand twitched. Her mobile lay close by. She had begun to reach for it again, but stopped herself, felt the grain of the wood, and picked at it. Violet looked out into their garden. Something about the late summer sunlight seemed strange. Thin, maybe. No, we can't, she agreed quietly. After their father had died, the whole world became monochrome gray. Pretending to be the charming, witty journalist entertainers in front of massive audiences had become an intolerable burden. Their fans were restless. Their staff was restless. The constant messages from their team, checking in, looking for signs of life from their celebrated artists. Their mobiles seemed to emanate impatience, starved for attention, but neither she nor Sebastian could summon the heart to be their old selves. Sebastian was hesitating, but he finally said it. There's a way out, but you won't like it. Viola stared straight ahead. Do not say we're going to fake our deaths because that's exactly what you're thinking, so no. He cleared his throat. We could, yeah, fake our deaths. Of course, she shook her head. It's better than quitting, Vi, he protested. Just think, if we just stopped, there'd be angry fans all over the world with pitchforks. Maybe some scythes, even. Violet dug her fingernail into the wood, the soft summer growth between two winters. Was it worth arguing? The idea of shooting even one more episode made her stomach tense. Nothing made sense anymore. Not without Dad. So you're serious, I suppose? Sebastian was quiet. Viola sighed. This all seemed so familiar, for some reason. Inevitable. We could use that black hat we ran across in Seattle, she started. You mean sea captain? said Sebastian. A chill ran through Viola. That was odd. Had there been so many clouds? Something felt wrong. Sebastian continued. Have him scrub our identities? That's a big ask, and we'd need a credible incident, plausible coverage. She'd gotten him started. It would all happen now, accelerating, eroding the remains of their lives. She frowned. She had a sensation of dizziness or imbalance like walking into the sea, sand parting underneath her feet, and waves swaying her. Sebastian was still working through logistics. We're going to have to decide how many people are going to know the truth, too. Like, because seriously, we'll really have to limit 
it for it to work. But, but each person we exclude thinks we have died. How awful is that? A lifelong betrayal. Sebastian's voice comforted her. He was planning out loud. It was what he did. Facial recognition data. We'd need Sea Captain to do something about that, too. We're always showing up on celebrity trackers, but I I suppose being in a crowd that's ignoring you, that that seems more like where we should be, he said. Alone. Anonymous. We should just embrace it, she had replied. And then they'd been silent for a while. Viola frowned. The skies had gotten really dark. She didn't remember that happening either. Sebastian seemed to notice too. It was supposed to be sunny, Vi. He sounded irritated. What? said Violet. It's not me. But it was cold now, and rain had started to fall. Ah, come on, Vi. Really? You're ruining this memory, Sebastian complained. It had gotten so dark she could barely see anything now and the feeling of being underwater was growing stronger, too. It will happen to us both, she thought, and we have drowned. And what else should she think, given that she was having a very hard time just thinking at all? Sebastian's descent into the waters, so utterly gone, irretrievably gone. She remembered gasping vividly, physically, painful shivering, the numbed fingers begging to let go of that suitcase. She squeezed her hands. It was gone. It had taken an eternity, it had seemed, to die, struggling to find rest on the awkward suitcase, sliding off, desperately pawing at it with shuddering, dull limbs, Each time the crest of a wave drove her under, she tasted salt, felt cold, silent compression. Each time the suitcase bobbed more awkwardly, unwilling to save her. Each time her arms were less interested, more numb. Again, Viola went under, and then again. When she came to the surface... She knew in her heart that it was the last time and she would have to drown. In the rain above her, she saw stabbing lights, terrible lights of judgment. Really? She thought, that's not like me now, is it? What, the kooky lights? Or that the lights were judging you? Just the lights, of course, she thought. And then that freaky demon appearing and falling onto me the moment I decided to let go. The what? No, Seb, seriously. There was a big crash, kind of like a big punch from the water all around me, and I totally let go. Sucked in the water, just opened up and let it in. Click! Out like a light, Seb. Except we're having a conversation about it, Vi. She paused. Yeah, thought Viola. That is weird. And I'm getting these images of... Jeez, they're creepy. Seriously? 
she remembered the strangest feeling of having something hard pressing on her back, speeding her deeper down into the sea, a terrible weight crushing her flat against it, unable to move, and the roar of the storm raged painfully in her ears. What was that part supposed to mean? How am I supposed to know, Seb? It wasn't subtitled. Seriously, I'm, I'm remembering weird little worker lights hovering around me and they totally cut my clothes off. Sure they did. I'm serious, Viola protested. Hey, look, you're doing that fist clenching thing you always do when you get mad. Well, you are making me mad. I'm not making this up. <laughs> I bet I can guess what happens next. They stick something up your, you know. What? I... Wait. No! You dork. It was a temperature probe. They do that in search and rescue. I'm pretty sure that's an IV in your arm there right now. And you were intubated earlier, too. That's gross. Yuck. Really? Search and rescue? Helicopter lights? Rescue diver splashes down and nabs you just after you think you've checked out? Huh. That does make sense, Viola thought. But there's still one really huge problem. What? Well, you're dead, she thought. Yes, that's true, Vi. You're definitely imagining me right now. I'm sorry about that. You know I love you. Oh, she thought quietly to herself. After a while, it occurred to her that if she'd been rescued and was all cogito ergo sum, where was she now? Surrounded in nothing, where once there was everything. Now just cold memories, echoes of body-racking shivering, loss of a father, loss of a career and friends, loss of identity, and loss of Seb. Half of her heart gone, like a candle dropped into that raging portal. And in the end... Even Dad's ashes and Seb's stupid suitcase couldn't save me, though they tried so hard, she thought. Deep down, somewhere terribly distant, she felt grief's grip tightening infinitesimally more. Well, I'm hoping you're alive, Vi. Seriously, there's a lot more story left to tell, and I expect you to hammer on. You would say that, she said. I did say that. Fine, we'll go with it for now. But seriously, how could I not be dead? Where am I then? Well, you could always try opening your eyes, Vi. <laughs>